0: ...speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist.
1: You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, I ain't letting him write He ain't getting no interview.
0: It's the award-winning Jeff Cawkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Cawkins Show. I
1: don't get no interview. I know. I'm
2: good.
0: On 929 FM, ESPN Ladies and Gentlemen, mm-hmm. this is something they call a groundbreaker breaker. breaker. So let me first apologize mm-hmm. to the shots and the ties mm-hmm. for your makeup. Yeah. You got 'Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we on a rampage. Bottles popping up before you know it. There's rubble because 'cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, You better run, yeah better run. I predict an earthquake. and gentlemen. What you're about to witness is no
3: illusion. And now we got the base. Morning, science. everybody. Happy Monday. Uh, let's see. Today, you know, Memphis is having their pro day today. You know that? Memphis football pro day today. That's, that's happening right now. Um, so, uh, good luck to all the Memphis Tiger football pro day uh, participants who are trying to impress the Pro Scouts, thinking about the folks who were affected by the tornadoes in Mississippi over the weekend, of course. Uh, Just absolutely devastating. Um, Big week this week, as the Final Four now is set. We got opening day in uh, Major League Baseball Thursday. uh, And the Grizzlies have three home games against Orlando, the Clippers, and the Clippers. So a lot to look forward to. Um, this week, uh, we do also have a lot to get to today. Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock as he does. <laughs> as he does every day, honestly, God willing and the creek won't rise. Uh, so, uh, we'll have Chris at, uh, at 10 o'clock. Other than that, it's wide open as so we get to talk about all the things that happen. May talk to you. We'll, uh, I haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, and, uh, I wanted to start though, Jeffrey, with uh, whether you have a appropriate nickname for Luke Kennard.
2: So the one that I've been seeing going around, I think, is the Nard Dog? Uh,
3: that's certainly one. Um, yeah, I guess I can get behind that. W- w- what is the—explain the Nard Dog to me.
2: Mm, just, I've, Nard Dog's just kind of like a nickname.
3: Like I don't know if it's like specific to him. Like so, it's just a term. So I have, um, I haven't, I've investigated other possibilities. All right, okay. We could even do a poll. We could even do a Jeff Gawkins show poll, official Jeff Gawkins show poll on this. But I don't know that we can bo- boil it down to four. Okay. So Nard dog, singularly unattractive. I think is um, is one. Uh, another is. Do you know what canard is in French, Jeffrey?
1: Uh, This is actually,
3: according to like, according to uh, NBA basketball reference, Mm -hmm. this is listed as one of his nicknames. Okay. Duck. Canard. Canard is Duck. Okay. Canard is Duck. I don't think it's going to catch on, but it is one of his, evidently one of his official nicknames. He didn't really throw up ducks either. Does not throw up ducks. So, Nard Dog. I'm not saying these are the winners. I'm just telling you the contestants I've seen. All right. Another one is a purely uh, it it, it, it is a visual. It is Luke with the E being a uh, with a E on Luke being a three, and Canard with the E and Canard being a three. That feels more like a graphic. Yeah, it is. It's not a nickname. Yeah, right. Doesn't doesn't really work as a nickname. Uh, Then we have uh, Chris Harrington's preferred is layup Luke, sort of the dry humor. Cause like for him everything's a layup, right? Right. He li- he likes. He's he's on record in, a, in the column that he wrote from Friday night. He's on right. He's on record saying he kind of favors layup. Luke, the three that I honestly think are the best uh, that, that fit. I think. Well, someone else suggested no fluke, Luke, which is fine, but not it's not going to catch on. That's no good, really. Let's be honest. It doesn't right? really roll off the tongue. No, it's t- you can't have a three word. Maybe, maybe someone can think of a three-word nickname, uh, but but uh, and it doesn't roll off the tongue. Isn't Nuke Canard the obvious freaking nickname? Now we're cooking with gas. I mean, isn't that, isn't that like to me? It's the clear winner, Nuke Canard. Mm-hmm. The others, which are similar, are Cool Hand Luke. Okay. That's a three, that's a, that's, a, it's funny. That's a three word one that, uh, that does roll off the tongue. It's a little cliche, right? Mm hmm. But I don't hate Cool Hand Luke. And then a, a variation on Nuke Canard. Nuke is, uh, is, is Luke Bombard. Okay. I still think Nuke's probably better, but yeah. I, 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 uh, that at least to me, that I, I, at I, le- I just nuke canard is so freaking obvious yeah, to me. It's, it's there, like
2: sometimes free access yards, just take it low hanging fruit, baby. I mean, the corners are
3: playing eight yards deep, just take <laughs> exactly. it exactly. Just take it, Nard dog. I don't want a Nard
2: dog. So people have been writing in Nard dog is Andy Bernard from The Office, but I that was a right, Nard dog was before there, I'd heard it as
3: a term before
2: I watched The Office.
3: I mean, we we could do a poll, and of course, who would have imagined, by the way, that on Monday, March 27th, Mm -hmm. in the wake of, with the Final Four being set, uh, everything that's happening in the world of sports, I would spend the first five minutes of this show discussing Luke Kennard nicknames. Well, it's, it's... it's setting the agenda for making sure we get to the important stuff first. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, well, listen, anytime I have a general policy. I have several policies in life. Uh, if Always there's meatloaf the meat meat. on the yeah. venue, mm-hmm. get it. Uh, and uh, Always avoid the eggplant. Bread, bread pudding. Oh, I never have eggplant. And whenever someone makes 10 three-pointers, mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, but I, I can tell you that every single time a Grizzly has made 10 three-pointers in a game – I've opened my show talking about it, meaning just today. Correct. And we do have, and Jeffrey, I got to credit, Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. for the extra work that went into this. How many of these were actually supplied to us? So we got four. I had to find six. So we get a highlight package. Of course, we will get into all the other stuff that's happening. We get a highlight package uh, sent to us uh, so we can play some of Eric Castleton's great highlights. It doesn't include everything. It's just a a, a selection of highlights. And I decided that we needed to hear all 10 Luke Kennard three pointers from Friday. And I wanted to hear how it builds with Eric, right? I wanted to hear how, how, what sort of, because of the way that Chris Harrington described it is watching someone go off the way that, that when a, when a three pointer goes off, It feels like an out-of-body experience. Certainly for the player, but also for the people watching him. No, especially,
2: you can almost sense him heating up. It's just,
3: it's just, it's different, honestly, than watching, you know, LeBron go off. Watching Steph go off is different than watching LeBron go off, right? Agreed. And, uh, And so here we have, no other show has had this. Of course, there haven't been really any other shows, local shows since Friday. No other shows s- had it. Still. Rule number one. No other shows have had this. All 10 Nuke Canard three-pointers from Friday night.
4: Grizzlies by three. Kennard, because of the casual jog back, hits a corner three. Jabari Smith, Jr., too late, and Kennard buries it. Ring it up, put three on the board. Grizzlies answer right back and push the lead back to four. Morant, like a dart, to the top of the arc. Hesitation move towards the lane. Kicks for Kennard. Wide open right wing, three. Bring it up, put three on the board. Such a pure stroke and a great unselfish play by Morant. Kennard has his second three. Grizzlies lead it by 10. When
2: he's open, Eric, it's good. It's
4: funny. Jackson gives it to Jones, Jones back to Kennard, right sideline, three, bring it up, put three on the board, Luke Kennard with another triple. The Grizzlies have had 13 of them in the first half, they lead 80-52, to Kennard has nine. Jones around a Jackson screen, right sideline, Kennard, another three on the way, you better believe it goes. <laughs> Luke Kennard, ring it up. Put three more on the board. Four triples on five tries. Green at half court. He heaves. It's too strong. 83-52. Grizzlies lead by 31 at the end of the first half. 88-64. 8-23 remain in the third. As Kennard gets free at top of the arc. Three on the way. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Perfect. Side screen set for Kennard, cutting towards the basketball. He catches, fires, and hits. Jones gets his seventh assist. Kennard has 15. Four minutes remaining here, third quarter. Ja Morant left wing. Around a screen from Jackson. Kicks to Kennard. Kennard open from the right side. Bring it up. Put three more on the board. Luke Kennard is six of seven from three. The NBA leader in three-point field goal percentage is ticking that up here tonight. Jones with 11 points, seven assists on the push into the front court. Jones drops for Kennard. He'll fire another one. You bet. Luke Kennard is eight of nine from three.
1: Ring it up. Put three on the board. That is a sweet left-handed stroke. And I love that they've been intentional about looking for Luke Kennard tonight, Eric. And they've definitely run some plays for him. Kennard again. Oh! Stop it, Luke
4: Kennard! 9 of 10 from 3, ring it up, put another one on the board. This one from straight away, and just like the other 8, Pierre is the driven snow. I absolutely love it. Kennard again. Oh. oh! Stop it, Luke Kennard! 9 of 10 from 3, ring it up, put another one on the board. This one from straight away, and just like the other 8, Pierre is the driven snow. I absolutely love it. Left elbow, Morant to the top, Kennard, three on the way. Another one for Luke Kennard, a new franchise record. Ring it up and put three on the board for the 10th time tonight. Luke Kennard has 30. Even he shakes his head. 10 of 11 for Kennard.
1: Take that for that.
3: Never has uh, Eric Castletine rung so many up on the board. <laughs> he rung. He ranked 25 up on the board uh, on that night, 10, 10, Luke Kennard. And uh, and so the Grizzlies absolutely demolish uh, Houston. That was Friday night. The, it, hearing the fans, Luke with an uh-huh. that's not a nickname. That's just a chant, right. right? I don't think we can count that as a nickname. Uh, anyway, Grizzlies had a hell of a weekend. I was not there Friday and uh, But those who were, and Chris was, we'll talk to Chris um, later about it, straight up at 10 o'clock, um, it's, you, you never know what's going to happen. And when that unfolded, um, a lot of folks felt lucky to be there watching that. The Grizzlies um, have now clinched a spot in the playoffs, and they've clinched a spot in the top four. Um, I would even ask you, Jeffrey, are they are they fine in the west?
2: I think they're fine in the first round of the west.
3: <laughs> they're, 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 here's the truth. They look as fine in the west right now as they did when he said it. That's probably fair. Yeah. When he said it, yeah. it was a little bit it was audacious and silly. Yeah. It was over an overstatement to be that dismissive of Every other team in the West, like they they're going the, to right. like yeah. like waltz through to the finals. So just like our place in the finals is automatic. You're not fine in the West. So it was a, a wild overstatement at the time. But, uh, and it, it is no more of a wild overstatement now. It's about the same. And they're looking pretty damn good in the West. Let's just say that. They look pretty damn good in the West. They are uh, just, they're three games behind Denver. Um, they are two games up on Sacramento um, and they are, uh, and, and that, that, that's basically it. Whether they will hold off Sacramento for the. Yeah, they're uh, technically eight up on the sun. So if the suns were to win
2: out and the Grizzlies no, were to lose out, but yeah.
3: So um, that's where they are. And it is kind of remarkable that, what was it? Three weeks ago, everyone in the world was telling you what was wrong with the Grizzlies? Mm-hmm, 23 days ago. Everyone in the world was telling you that they built their roster the wrong way, that they needed more veterans in the locker room, right? That they all of a sudden, like, that, that that's what we were hearing about the culture and everything else. And I want to give full credit to – Taylor Jenkins and that group over there. Honestly, the group of veterans that they do have in the locker room uh, Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks, yes, including Dylan Brooks—and Yeah. And, uh, he's really and stepped a, up. And a young veteran yeah. like young veterans like Jaron and Dez, because when all of this, it, it is, it is, it is a test of culture when all of this happens to you when Brandon Clark is down for the season, when Steven Adams is out at least until the end of the year, when your star is suspended, and when the whole freaking world is saying something is desperately wrong with you and criticizing how you've gone about everything. And in that moment, it is easy to come apart. And they absolutely did not. They absolutely did not. And they have uh, put together a string now. They have the sixth longest. They have the, they've won six in a row. It's the longest winning, current winning streak in the NBA. They have won 11 straight at home. Um, they've won 9 of 10. They've won n- n- 9. Their reaction to this chaos, this lack of leadership in the locker room, their reaction to that has been to win 9 of 10. They are now 47 and 27. They have eight games left, I believe, right? They've Indeed. got eight games left. So what are they going to get to? They're going to get to because they, – w- w- they're not going to get to 55, we're going to presume, right? But they're going to get to – are they going to get to 52?
2: I think they're going to get to 52 – I think they're likely to be favored in at least five of the games. I'll say 53.
3: Well, it's interesting. The Clippers come to town. You got Orlando, and then you got the Clippers coming to town. The Clippers are are absolutely in a brawl. I mean, the Clippers could end up with home court advantage in the first round. Correct. Like, every game matters desperately to the Clippers right now. Could easily end up... With home court advantage in the first round, they're half a game behind Phoenix. They're in fifth. Right now, Were the season to end today, it would be Phoenix and the Clippers in the first round. That series would start in Phoenix, but only because they're half a game ahead of the Clippers. By the way, Clippers could easily slip to sixth because they're only half a game ahead of Golden State, and indeed they could slip to the play-in because they're only one game ahead of Minnesota. Were the season to end today... Uh you've got the Grizzlies would be playing the winner of a play-in between Minnesota with healthy Carl Anthony Towns back um, or New Orleans. Minnesota and New Orleans are in the 7-8. The 9-10 and 10 is the Lakers and Oklahoma City. Dallas right now, speaking of not holding together, uh, losing two to Charlotte over the weekend and looking absolutely brutal in the process with a really, really unhappy Luca. Um, the, 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 the danger of that trade, and a lot of people said it wouldn't it happen, was sure there's all that there is a risk anytime you bring in Kyrie. Look at the mess that he leaves behind everywhere. Look what he has done for the Nets, for example, while he was there. Did leave a championship behind in Cleveland. So, uh, but but uh, the danger was not just that he could screw everything up. The danger was that he could screw up your relationship with Luca, right? And why would you risk that? A lot of people, when that trade was made, said, Ew. "Apart from the basketball reasons, the defense, and the whatever else, and the uh, it was why would you?" Sc- Why would you risk bringing in Kyrie when one of the foreseeable uh, uh, outcomes is that everyone will want to get the hell out of Dallas just because the whole thing is so miserable? And right now, Dallas is actually on the outside looking in. But, yeah, if you look at the Grizzlies, they've got Orlando. Then they've got the Clippers twice this week. Now, they do end up, and who knows how these last three will go, they're gonna their last home game is against Portland. Yep. Portland's shutting down Dame Lillard. Yep. But then they go on the road and they play the Pelicans, who will presumably be desperate. Yep. Right. They play them on Saturday. And then they play the Bucks. We don't know uh what will be at stake for the Bucks, but something might be. They're right now a game and a half up on Boston. Might be settled, right? And then they play the Thunder. <laughs> And the Thunder.
2: I'm sorry, the Pelicans game is Wednesday.
3: Right I was, next I had, had the Clippers. Right. Yeah, and then they then the, then the, then they play the Thunder. And the Thunder are right now in the play-in. Yes. So their last three are road games, not been their best against the Pelicans, the Bucks, and the Thunder, all of whom could have we don't know for sure, but could have something to play for.
2: For sure, because right now if you look at the East, the Bucks are only a game and a half up on Boston. But the other big thing is I think. Presuming the way that the standings are, the Bucks are going to want to keep the one seed because two and three is Boston and Philly, oh, and I think you'd much rather yeah. you'd much rather well, only have to play it, one it, of them it than play both. You, yeah. you got home
3: court throughout all of that, so th- th- yeah, absolutely. So you could, you could at the end, it'll be important to take care of, which they have been doing, right. as they've been winning <laughs> nine out of ten. Important to take care of of, of business and home games uh, that you have this week because it does wind up uh, at the end. Isn't it extraordinary though that they are where they are and people feel as good as they feel. And by the way, in the same way that that it was not my view that we should overreact when everything looked dismal. I'm also not assuming I could still see a world where they lose a first round playoff series to Minnesota, right? Yeah. I mean, I I'm, that I'm not, one's I less not, but in yes. In fact, it's I am not I'm not saying, hey, it's all great. They're definitely going to the finals here. I am giving them immense credit, and I think you have to, uh, for what they have done. Ja's return has been seamless. He he, yesterday made his return to the starting lineup, 27-6. and six. That team yesterday, 28 assists yesterday as they beat Atlanta. Um, and, you know, you've got to see what's going to happen with Stephen Adams. They could have used him yesterday, certainly, on the boards. you like sure. Your, your, um so I'm, I'm not ruling out that this could ha- have a disappointing end, but the way that they have weathered this crisis and this level of scrutiny and, let's be honest, criticism, a lot of it unfounded from the outside world, I don't know how you can do anything other than just admire the way they've gone about their work.
2: No, oh, I mean, there's a better-than-average chance that they're going to finish with the NBA's best home record. I mean that's
3: something that's never been done. Yeah, and you've got, and you got Luke Canard yeah. going off. Um, if we were to put together a uh, a nickname poll, okay.
2: How do you feel about that? We got a submission from John Q. Uh, Nuke Threnard or Threnard.
3: No, no, that's a visual one. You mm-hmm. Can't do that. It, it doesn't. Nicknames. We we do appreciate if you want to spell. Luke and the E's mm. in Luke can be threes and whatever else, but it doesn't work as a nickname. Luke is not a nickname. Right. It's something you chant. And so uh, we aren't better. Three Nard looks better on a T-shirt. We are doing, I think the ones that you could do, you got to do Nard Dog, Nuke Canard, I think Cool Hand Luke, and then your fourth one, I'll give you either Luke Bombard or uh, uh, Layup Luke. Chris, in deference to Chris, we could do Layup Luke. I don't think there's a great a groundswell for that one, though. Do you? No, that that one, that one's a little too clever. I feel like it's a little too ironic or dry, right? So I, I like Luke Bombard or you could just wait. fourth could be other should we just do the fourth one being other and then uh vote uh, uh I I'm I'm not big on the open ended polls like okay we are sorry then so we're going we'll we do it we'll do uh yeah we'll do uh, uh make nuke make nuke yeah nuke canard nard dog cool hand luke and luke bombard I think those are the four. Which, what is what is the right nickname? What is the correct nickname for Luke Kennard? People can then insert their own. Certainly, we'll take note of that, of any other suggestions that people have. But uh, now, mind you, I, uh, uh, a Clippers fan responded, "Puke Kennard," because they've seen him play some games that uh-huh. were less impressive. I'll tell you who wanted to puke on Saturday. The Houston Rockets Uh wanted to puke on Saturday. You know who else? The Clippers, who traded him. Yeah, they could could trade that dude. Yeah, it's going to be. This is going to be the the Luke Kennard Revenge Week. Luke unleashed upon the Clippers uh, this week. So we're going to do this poll, and uh, we will we will unleash it as we do. Thanks to Eric Castleton for all of that because that was a lot. That was a lot of fun, Uh, and we will. All right, poll's live. Poll is live. Here, let me tweet it out here. What is the correct nickname for Luke Kennard? Dog, Nuke Kennard, Cool Hand Luke, Luke Bombard. What's going to win, Jeffrey? What's, what are you going to vote for first?
2: Well, I can't vote because I'm... I'm oh, you're the yes. administrator? Yes, okay, I'm the well, administrator of the poll.
3: Um, what do you think is the correct answer? I think Nuke Kennard is the yeah, I'm answer. leaning Nuke Kennard. Okay, and what's going to win? Here's the thing. Nard Dog could win because the office of, has a lot of fans yeah. and because... Nuke Kennard, Cool Hand Luke, and Luke Bombard, they could split the vote. Yeah. I, I You know what I mean? I, yeah. Like, they, they could split. They're all, like, explosive nickname guy, right? Correct. Whereas the other ones, so we'll see. I'm going to say Nuke Kennard is going to win. I think Nuke Kennard should win. By all rights, it should win. Uh, we will discuss that more when we come back. We will discuss the NCAA tournament uh, when we come back as well. Before that, I will tell you, I was driving around today and I was noticing – whole lot of houses popping up uh, on sale. And uh, if you are thinking of putting your house for sale or buying a new house, call the folks at Josh Josh joshheysaw.com. That's how you reach them or 461 461-8147. 461-8147. Uh, I met with them the other day, different kind of realtor, honestly. They have stuff like you can sign them up as your realtor. If for whatever reason, maybe you're just feeling like firing someone that day, you could text them to fire. them. You could end your agreement by text or whatever. You won't want to, but still you could, here's another thing. They got this thing called your price are promise. So if you're selling your house, you get together with them. You'll come up with a appropriate asking price based on comps and whatever. If y'all agree, put the house on a market. Hopefully you'll get, you know, 20 grand more than asking price or whatever. But, but if you don't, if you don't get that asking price, they'll make up the difference. At closing there's a we'll talk to a woman in Bartlett who does the exact same thing with them and uh it's kind of amazing uh, other realtors do not do that uh, as far as I can tell it is Josh Hysaw joshhysaw.com 461-8147 461 give them a call and start back
0: if you need to sell your home there's
4: only one thing to do call Josh H-I-S-A-W go to i Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
5: There are two ways of looking at the NBA season. One is that there are only 10 games left in the regular season, and two, that there are still 10 opportunities to bet Charlotte Hornets unders because Hornets are 17-5 and five to the under in their last 22 games, which is the best mark in the league during that time. They've gone under in 11 of their last 14. I see this as a trend. It's going to run all the way into the season end. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books.
3: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants,
0: they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call click
5: or just out by granger for the ones who get it done tell us about your shopping experience at james gaddis jewelers
1: a five-star experience through the whole process of buying an engagement ring at james gaddis jewelers james and his staff helped with showing me certified diamonds all within my budget explaining the details of each diamond from the initial consultation designing and purchasing oh, It was a great experience the entire staff at the office made me feel like family.
5: Visit James Gaddis Jewelers today at 4900 Poplar Avenue or
3: GaddisJewelers.com. You've got a leaky flat or metal roof on your commercial building and they're saying you need a new roof? No, no, no. Just call Joe. Joe Stallmaker, that is. 901 Waterproofing and Roof Coatings. They can restore your existing roof with a quality coating system and can save you up to 70%. The roof coating systems extend the life of your roof and come with a 5 to 15 year leak-free warranty, so you get the benefits of a new roof without the huge expense. So call Joe Stalnaker today, 901-287-1923, or visit 901waterproofing.com. You don't need to
1: find a pot of gold to strike it rich this March. Instead, win money on your tournament wagers with Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best team of odds makers in the business, so they're the safe bet when it comes to sports gambling. They also have one of the most extensive betting menus around, so no matter what you want to wager on come tournament time, Superbook is sure to have it. Download the Superbook app and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789.
5: If you own a small business, you know the value of time. GetRefunds.com does, too. That's why they've made it easy, no matter how busy you are, to apply for the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. Go to GetRefunds.com to get started, and in less than eight minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. And they may be able to help your business too. There's no upfront charge either. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Many businesses believe they won't qualify based off incomplete or outdated information. So don't let this opportunity pass you by. Because this payroll tax refund is only available for a limited time. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. I always wanted
0: to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel.
4: Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes and in 3 weeks presto you're starting to speak another language like magic.
5: I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced
1: by native speakers so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Babbel.
4: Babbel. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's b a b b e l.com. babbel.com. Babble.com. We're talking with
5: Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin.
1: Hey Dennis, Good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming to end. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Ford sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 238-7770. 238-7770. And, of course, we're always open at redriverfordtoyota.com. How do you know I have
3: three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sedeghi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for and it is a delight to go see him he and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated you can go see him for yourself just call 309-1333 309-133 located 1941 south Germantown road in Germantown near saddle creek visit smile center memphis.com
2: whether you own a local business or a global one you know that these days generating growth is a challenge by teaming with bank of america you'll not just stay ahead of the curve you'll move it with access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and
0: globally. Visit Bankofamerica.com/slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America NA. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines, the experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, presented by Genesis Memphis Covington Pike on 92.9 FM ESPN.
3: Start telling me about this, about started telling you about this uh, last week. Listen, I like talking about Bonnie and Broad, I like talking about the fried oysters, I like talking about the uh, pork shank, I like talking about the Brussels. But now on Wednesday, they got something called Wine Down Wednesday, half price off on glasses of wine and bottles of wine. So you reach Wednesday, you're ready to wind down, head on to a beautiful restaurant on Broad Avenue, bar is. Gorgeous. Uh, and, uh, and save as you enjoy their incredible variety of wines. and Maybe get the oysters and appetizer as well. It's Wine Down Wednesday at Bounty on Broad. 410 813 1410 813 19 Broad Avenue. All right, enough of the Grizzlies for now. Although, uh, we have other nicknames, of course, coming in. Jeff, who's leading the poll? We have a poll up. We have a poll up already about Luke Kennard's proper nickname.
2: Jeff with 110 votes counted. Nuke Kennard leads with 41.8% mm. of the vote. 39.1%, though. Cool Hand Luke really? is coming wow. in at second. Nardog Dog a distant, distant third, third at 15.5, and Luke Bombard at 4.9%, bringing up the rear. Luke
3: Bombard's just a little clever, but it's not going to win. It's, mm. uh, maybe it wasn't a legitimate candidate. Uh... uh some have suggested, uh, Pete and Brevin evidently said long ball, Luke. Do you like that one? Yeah. I, I, how about this one? How about this one as a nice little twist? Hot hand, Luke. Mmm. A play on, on cool the hand, hand, Luke. Cool yeah. hand is cliche, but mm-hmm. you take it, you tweak Hot it, hand, you make yeah, it your exactly. own. Hot hand, Luke.
2: We, maybe, should, maybe we should look into the trademark in that one. <laughs> Hot hand, Luke. Maybe we should stop talking.
3: Um, all right, you can get your votes in. If we see any other fine nicknames, we will uh, let you know. I'm on Twitter. I'm at, listen, it's hard to find me on Twitter because I spell both of my names in a funny fashion. Jeff is G E O F F. Plus, then you got the pesky underscore. And then Calkins, there's no U in Calkins, C A L K I N S. Jeff underscore Calkins. He is at J Wright 929 ESPN. Much simpler. Um, all right, onward we go to the NCAA tournament, the final four is set. We got no one seeds. We got no two seeds. We got no three seeds. We got a four seed in UConn, two fives in uh, in uh, Miami and San Diego State, and nine in Florida Atlantic uh-huh. University. Uh, before we get to the Memphis part of this, which is whatever, let me just, in terms of some of the games, what did you... Obviously, the most controversial moment was the foul in Creighton versus San Diego State. And as I was as I was watching this unfold, I thought about the Super Bowl. Yeah, because that that is the last time we had this discussion, right? And it, it and I am on the opposite side. No, I'm on the same side. I'm on the same side. I did not think that pass interference should be called, or was it a it it was, was a was, hold. hold in the Super Bowl? And I did not think that foul should have been called yesterday. It was a soft foul in a game where a whole lot had been let go. It was only the 22nd foul of that game. If you take, for example, the San Diego State-Alabama game, 41 fouls were called in that game. This game, a lot had been let go. I want consistency. I didn't think the foul determined the trajectory of the shot. He missed the shot. I would not have called it, but I, th- I thought it was a foul. I see, he We're him. on the same side.
4: Yeah, we are. We I are.
3: We are him. on the same side. You thought, and the and the argument there is a foul in the first minute, it's a foul in the last minute, it's a foul, a foul, a foul. He pushed him. Uh, so uh, there you go, and with uh, 1.2 seconds left, uh, they hit hits one or two, and uh, San Diego State beats.
2: I great. was convinced
3: after he missed the first one. I was convinced he, he was, was, was going to miss but, them both. Yeah, it I good. do give him credit for for. Gathering himself yeah. in that moment and hitting the shot, I also give Greg McDermott, uh, the coach at Creighton, yep, full marks for not not complaining about the officiating at all. No post game, no. just not. No, oh yeah, no, he yeah. he ranted in the moment, but post game. And in some sense, what is the point at that point? You're not you're not working on the officials for anything going Correct. future. You're just trying to either look gracious or not. Yeah, like Mick Cronin went off. Uh, when his team lost, Yep. when UCLA lost Penny on a little bit. He didn't go off, but he thought the timeout should have been called. He was he was at least critical. Uh, Greg McDermott, just like, we're not going to blame officiating. And so there you go. Uh, UConn right now
2: easily looks like the best team. I think throughout the whole tournament they've looked like the best team. But I also think... They're gonna end up, the two teams that I think have looked the best
3: are gonna play each other. Are gonna play each other on Saturday right. night. Uh Miami obviously with Wong Miller and Pack have been tremendous, really outguarded Houston's guards, right? Like Oh yeah. That that was, you know. And uh and so you have um those two teams which have both looked absolutely terrific. Um I'm still will, will not sure how other. Miami came back. Well, they came like, back with a, you know, yeah.
2: But you know, like it wasn't like
3: I didn't feel like Texas. They got a lot was, of like, free throws. One one way they came back was they had a lot of free throws, twenty eight to thirty-two. They
2: did that game. nine straight down the end. I mean, that was that was the biggest difference to me is that it felt like every time they got to the line and they needed it. They nailed it. They nailed the free throws. But it wasn't like Texas did anything like out of the ordinary stupid. Like they maybe had a couple of turnovers, but Miami like it felt like for a while there was dueling turnovers. And really I guess though, from a certain perspective Miami at one point was shooting sixty four percent and was down like twelve. Right. Like, I, I was like i that I'd,
3: that was the weird thing. Correct. Yes, that and they were, so maybe it just kind of evened out throughout the course of forty minutes. Um and uh, Florida Atlantic beat K State. Dusty May, by the way. It's interesting the coaches that are there yeah. now. You've got Jim Larinaga at Miami, who is seventy three years old. He went to the final four with George Mason yep. seventeen years ago. And that was sad to think that that was 17 years ago.
2: That was very sad to me. That was a that was a tough. Uh, are you I, serious? I, I that did.
3: was 17 years ago. Um, you've got you've got two new coaches or new young coaches, and you know, sort of, they're I guess bursting on the scene, right? In in Danny Hurley, and in Dusty May, both sort of come from royalty. Dusty May, I didn't. Dusty May was. Bobby Knight's manager. Yeah, he was
2: part of that manager. Like Lawrence Frank, I think, is another one. Like when Bobby Knight was big on if you couldn't play, like he would treat his managers like
3: it was like a coaching clinic, if you will. And then Brian Dutcher, uh, he was on the Michigan staff. Correct. Like for a a long time. He's no no spring chicken. They've been doing well, obviously, at San Diego State um, for a long time. Um, So you got sort of an interesting mix of coaches. And then people want to make generalize from what we've seen, right? And there are two generalizations that I have heard. One is it's just going to be chaos in basketball now, and this is what you're going to see more and more. You're going to see all of these double-digits. There's no double-digit seats, but you're going to see nines and fives and fives and fours because basketball is chaos. You don't know whether to recruit transfer portal or kids sure. or whatever else, the mix. And, and so even the advantage of being a blue blood is that you get your pick. Your pick of what? Like you don't even know which, which category to pick from. And so what we see is that the Big Ten, the Pac-10, the SEC, the Big 12 between them have not a single school in the – got 28 schools in the tournament. They don't have a single school in the, in the, in the final four. And this is what basketball is going to look like now. This is what it's going to look like. That's one thought. And then you realize that just last year, it was Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova. Correct. Like, I I, I do think there will—this is an aberration in terms of— again, it was last year that it was Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova. Next year, there will be Blue Bloods in the Final Four, I'm going to bet. So, the way that I kind of— At least one. Go ahead. The way that I kind of looked at it was, when
2: basically Alabama and Houston spend the whole year kind of trading being the best team— that's kind of canary in the coal mine because they're
3: not that great. Correct. And, and to me, Houston is not, Houston is, right. like, is just not that great. No, and, and they're, they're a good team. They're a very good team. They're a good team yep. that's very well coached. Correct. But you don't look at that team and think, my God, how are we going to stop that killer force? Memphis felt like they could have beaten them twice. And then the other thing that really stood out to me this year three times, I guess. Yeah. They did beat them once, they could have beaten them three times.
2: The Creighton-San Diego State game, shout-outs to San Diego State because that's what they do. Like, they just make a game ugly. But you basically had to get into the 80s to win the other games. And to me, like, that's kind of been the theme that we've seen for much of, for much of the tournament. It's you can play well, but if you play this slower style, you are just going to open yourself up to have these barrages. And that's kind of what we've seen. Like, you know, in the end, Miami, why did they win yesterday? They put up 51 in the second half. I mean, you just got to be able to score. Right. The uh,
3: the uh, I mean, you're, you're right. There were there, now there were there were seven different AP number one teams. Yep. Um, so it was sort of chaotic all year long. But you're right. The chalk was was Alabama and it was Houston, and yep. they just weren't that good. We'll get to Alabama in a minute. Um, the other thing you hear is that the way to win is with is with uh, older teams. Is with older teams, and I think that is true. Now, it is also true that everybody isn't loaded with, everyone isn't loaded with transfers. Four of the five starting Huskies have spent their entire career at UConn. Yeah, like it's not like every Correct. team has been recreated overnight. At Florida Atlantic, it's really just Jalen Gaffney who came from UConn, oddly enough, who's the transfer. But the rest of that's basically homegrown team. Yeah, they're, and, they're older, older players
2: and depth. You know, it's not just they're older. It's you know they play nine, ten guys, and right. that's I think that has been part of their success in the second halves. Is they seem to have more gas when they get down to the stretch.
3: Obviously, Miami is an NIL team. Yep, Miami is l- w- well publicized during the off season. Uh, you know, Nigel Pack. That's why he's in Miami. Made no bones about it, right? Like, yeah, like went I mean, to the imagine highest. if he were still at Kansas State. <laughs> went to the imagine if he were still at Kansas State. Went to the highest bidder. And uh, and so that's what Miami is 100% um, um, like that. And, and then, honestly, San Diego State has always had a lot of transfers. That's sort of a lot of yeah. what they've, they've they, always done. They embraced done. it early. They embraced it early. Um, uh, we'll get to what all this means for Memphis in a minute. I did want to just spend one moment talking about uh, Alabama and about Brandon Miller because that was absolutely – listen. He was done a disservice. Brandon Miller was done a disservice by the University of Alabama and his head coach. And his head coach. I and, and yes, it was his head coach who who made yeah. the decisions. Um, I don't know. Uh, like when they lost, there was a lot of karma, karma, karma. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whatever karma. I was glad to have him. Along. Like I, I, I root against a program that makes that decision. And that's just true. I won't root against Alabama. Well, I might because Nate like- Oates is still there. I root against a program that that makes that decision. Certainly looks like America agreed with you. And I think America roots against that program. Um, but and it it, it it didn't have to be like this. I, again, I don't know why Brandon Miller had the awful tournament that he had. Obviously, in the wake of all this, he was terrific. In, yes. a, in in the wake of the, the the news when it came out that he was the one who unbeknownst to him or not delivered the gun to the murder um uh he was terrific but in the tournament in the tournament he was eight of 41 in the tournament that is the worst field goal percentage ever for a player with at least 35 percent uh he's the only player since 1960 another way to to, to, to Slice the same stats to shoot under 20% in a tournament with a minimum of 40 attempts. Did this all of this quote unquote weigh on him? It's not karma working to make him miss shots, but is it ultimately exhausting for someone emotionally exhausting and pressure on yourself to be in the midst of this? Or just have a bad tournament? Who knows? But uh, he
2: also had the groin. And he had the yes, yes. That's exactly. But I, I mean, I, to act as if it had no impact on him, I think, would be
3: disingenuous. We, just, we, we don't know, and it's just like it's, it's just garbage. They, they, again, we've said this a million times. If they had held him out originally, act, you know, held him out as if he'd missed curfew, <laughs> you know, just do that. I think the next game after the murder was Vanderbilt, right? And uh, just, just say we're going to hold these guys out till we get to the bottom of this, then bring them back, and there would have been some, some. Hard type, you know, on who might still criticize the decision. But if you were transparent about it, it's what I think people, a lot of people in positions of authority um, in institutions that that feel attacked, they don't realize that they actually actually benefit by transparency. Like I, I would suggest right now, the Memphis Police Department, right? Like it, 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 you benefit from transparency. You might feel besieged, but you benefit from transparency. And uh, and they certainly would have benefited from transparency. In terms of the University of Memphis, I wanted to discuss it from two vantages. Uh, you continue to see that should have been us, right, From yeah. from Memphis fans. And I think that is a natural way to think. You should have, not because Florida Atlantic is a bad team, they're clearly not, they're clearly a good team, but because you led You felt like a better
2: team that night.
3: You didn't play your best game, and you still felt like the better team that night. And really more to the point, in the final moments, you had a lead and possession of the basketball. Yeah. In that situation, I don't know what ESPN said the win probability was, but I bet the win probability was ninety percent. At that point, you're supposed to win the game. And they did not win the game. And we know all the reasons. There was the turnover. There was the uh, the the timeout not awarded, the jump ball called, and the layup allowed. All three things happened, um, and and those things happen, and and uh, that that can happen. It's not impossible that those things happen at the end of ball games. But you feel like you should have won the game. So I think it is natural to look at Florida Atlantic, and to feel a pain every time you hear a story about Florida Atlantic. That is not the same as assuming that you would have done exactly what Florida Atlantic has done, right? Like, who knows? Right. Who knows if you would have done what Florida is Florida obviously a good team, and so would you have beaten Tennessee? I don't know. Would you have beaten K-State? I don't know. Like, maybe. I presume you would have beaten Fairleigh Dickinson, but would you have beaten the other two teams? I got no idea. Maybe DeAndre would have been in foul trouble. Maybe Kendrick would have sprained an ankle. Maybe whatever. But it certainly looks within the realm of possibility that you could have done those things, I don't think it's irrational for Memphis fans to feel the pain when they see Florida Atlantic. I think it's, I think you will always regret the way that game ended, and you can always wet wonder what could have been. To suggest that you would have had some automatic waltz into the Final Four is silly. Right, that you just replaced them. Yes, that you just replaced them. You would have had to go do everything that they did, and it is a, it is wildly presumptuous and a disservice to Florida, what Florida Atlantic has done to suggest that you would have done it just cause they did it. But is it natural to feel a pang over that? I think it's natural to feel a pang over that. And honestly, all the other stuff that people talk about, I want Florida Atlantic to do well cause they're going to be in the conference. Uh, I, uh, I want Florida Atlantic to do well because now our law, our loss to them looks better. I want, honestly, I don't, you can make, you can line up those reasons either way you want. The big in the scheme, they don't matter. The conference is going to suck next year. <laughs> like, with all due respect, the conference is going to suck next year.
2: Well, Conference USA is going for the triple crown, Jeff. They're going for the. They've already won the CBI.
3: They've got a chance to That's win the true. NIT, That's and now true. The NCAA, they're going for the triple crown. Yes. Um, I uh, it, and and I also don't think. I wish that because of this, that the committee would say, "Huh, maybe the way we rank teams." purely based on strength of – with a huge emphasis on strength of schedule is a ridiculous bias towards big conferences, and we should reconsider. The problem is there's no real good – if you're doing something numerically, what's the numeric way to do it other than including strength of schedule? How you do against good opponents actually is reflective of something. It also is – it does have a crazy, insane, built-in bias given that – Every year certain teams have a great strength of schedule and others have a crappy strength of schedule. So if you're a great team, you're going in a bad conference, you're going to have a crappy strength of schedule and that's going to make you look worse than you are.
2: No, it's it's why Mark it's Few is in. to me it's why Mark Few is always anytime a media member will listen, he's always said, you know, the league's better than it is because he needs to improve the view of the league so that it makes them look better. And that's right. how
3: they started getting better seeds like honestly florida Lank is is in fact i think we can acknowledge now better than a nine seed yeah right but but when strength of schedule Correct. is the is how you rank these teams and when they quote unquote didn't play anybody um they're not going to get better than a nine seed yeah. so there you go so so uh, listen if memphis fans want to feel a pang about this i totally get that i will live with some bills losses forever I also, for me, it does not, now when they succeed, I kind of root for Florida Atlantic now. Now when they succeed, it doesn't, I'm, I'm not rooting against them at all. And I think they're a good story. I like the way they've proven the world wrong. I like the way they play basketball. I don't, I don't root against Florida Atlantic uh, for the life of me. I, I, don't, I don't root for them because they're going to be in the, in the American Athletic Conference next year. Who knows how long Dusty May is going to be there. Although, where will he go now? I guess Penn State's still open. Cal, I think, is about to be filled. Texas Tech is still open.
2: Yeah, my – I don't think Penn State's going to be the one. That doesn't – I don't think that's the job. He might just say, all right –
3: He can say that for another
2: year. Yes. I mean, he's a good coach,
3: right? I don't don't think it's going to be like I need – They
2: have the possibility also of bringing back a lot of their team. And so – I mean, I think the big question is what happens with Texas. Is Rodney Terry –
3: Going to get the interim tag removed? Oh, or? I think no. I, I I think there are reports today that he is. Isn't there? Aren't there reports that he I is? Most played? believe that the that it is a weird thing. In these situations, you feel like you have to do it. Correct. Right. Like, look what he's done. Right. And yet, do you have take this situation? I don't know enough about Rodney Terry. Although yeah. he has, he's been a coach for he like has ten years. Other he places. Went, yes, exactly. Like. Right? right him he's failed yes. other places. Yes. So if I'm going to stipulate you're president of a university or AD at a university, that university goes on a run under an interim coach that is really impressive. But you and your heart of hearts, I'm again this is not that situation. Right, this is a hypothetical. Yes. You and your heart of hearts don't think that person is the person To lead the program is the best person you could get to lead the program you would think there are better people you could get to lead the program do you just have to do it capitulate and let that let it go the way it goes because you're putting pressure on yourself if you make another choice and that person fails and most people fail
2: i think the question is how much power do i have as the athletic director am i someone i'm giving you total you have total power then i would i would if I don't believe – if I know in my heart I can get a better coach, I'm always going to get the better coach.
3: All right. Uh, John Martin has a column up about – there's more to talk about with the, the Memphis Tigers because over the weekend, uh, David Tubek uh, decommitted. And, uh, and so we got, you know, we got rosters and all of that to talk about. Uh, John Martin has an interesting column up that we'll talk about um, as well in the second hour um, after we talk – to Chris Harrington. We're talking to Chris Harrington uh, about the Grizzlies. He was there Friday night. We'll do that next. Before we do that, let me tell you, if you're having joint pain and they're telling you surgery is your best option, please stop what you're doing and at least call QC Kinetics. They use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to bring lasting pain relief the natural way. Without surgery, uh, it is regenerative medicine, precision treatments done in the office, no downtime. They have hundreds of clinics all across the country, and thousands and thousands of satisfied patients. So if your joints are aching from arthritis or injury, look beyond steroids and surgery and look to QC kinetics. Phone numbers, 901-445-1010, 901-445-1010. When we come back, Chris Harrington will join us. We'll do that next. Jeff Cockenshaw, 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN.
2: Cool fall evenings have finally arrived. Is your furnace ready? With a simple phone call to Landmark Heating and Air, you can ensure your home comfort system
4: is operating at peak efficiency. Our central heating system tune-up ensures your furnace is operating safely and efficiently
2: and reduces the likelihood of a breakdown so you can enjoy worry-free comfort all season long. And for every tune-up scheduled in October, we'll donate $10 to the Mid-South Food Bank. Schedule your tune-up today at
4: 365-4260 or visit us at LandmarkHeatingAndAir.com. At Kroger, we want our fresh
5: produce to meet your expectations, which is why we're dedicated to doing up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies, checking for things like scarring. In fact, only the best produce like
4: zesty oranges and crisp carrots reach our shelves.
1: Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards
4: mean fresher produce. Kroger.